the road to recovery. You might be cruising down it. A friend or family member lost on it. Or the road is, well, still under construction. Relevant Recovery Radio is about getting to that destination of normal health, mind, or strength. Now, Relevant Recovery Radio, here to give you the keys, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Hello. I am the highway. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. The show is brought to you by Cocaine Cold Brew. <laughs> oh, no. Welcome to this week's episode of Relevant Recovery Radio. Brought to you by Donnie's Cocaine Cold Brew. Help. Come, come save me. <laughs> this show is sponsored by the Matthews Hope Foundation. Uh, we are a detox and an aftercare recovery support program using microcurrent neurofeedback called IASIS. And we have certified peer support recovery coaches on our team and wonderful counselors. And so if you or a loved one would like any information about our programs that we offer, give us a call at 844-AND-HOPE. That's 844-263-4673. Or you could visit either one of our websites. The foundation website is matthewshope.org. Make sure you have the S in matthewshope.org. Or the detox website is mhdrp.org. Mherbenherp.org. I thought you stopped doing that. I did, but I just did it again. Wow. It's back. Blast for the past. (laughs) We're really grateful that you're listening to us today on Sunday at 1 p.m. in Houston on KPRC 950. If you uh, are listening to us from our podcast, which is uploaded at the end of every day to iHeartRadio, just know that you can listen to us live at 1 p.m. on the iHeartRadio app on the KPRC 950 channel. channel. Sundays at 1. Yeah, Sundays at 1 p.m. Central. Or? Uh, and then you can go to the iHeartRadio app and look at any of our relevant recovery podcasts that have all been uploaded and i think soon to come uh we'll be on spotify and uh apple 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 podcasts as well we're going to go ahead and put all of our content up there so that you can listen to it on any platform you want Mm -hmm. uh how's our social media going yeah so we have a facebook and an instagram i never log into instagram my facebook feeds into it though and so there is a Relevant Recovery Radio Facebook page and Instagram page. If you want to follow either one of those, um, I always post every new episode every week. And are we, do we get any feedback? Should you just shut them down? Let's just kill them. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, sometimes um, I post little ads and little funny stories and I put funny music to some of our episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there any engagement? A little bit, yeah. Okay. We're just knocking down that fourth wall, letting you in People on... People message me all the time and tell me how annoying you are. Yeah? Uh-huh. I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't think that's what's going on. Oh, that's me messaging myself from my other account. <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. How's, how's your week this week? Fine. It's fine, Donnie. <laughs> oh, Lord. Anytime Heather tells me it's fine, fine, everything's fine, that means that her whole world is on fire. Yeah, I always think of that little, that little gif meme of that little puppy dog and he's at a bar drinking a drink and everything around him is on fire but it says i'm fine it's fine (laughs) that's my life you know uh i was thinking about it when we were driving in today besides our conversation we always have interesting conversations on the way in but i've been home a lot in the last week i was with you friday night all day saturday saturday evening sunday really yeah okay yeah i've been home well, we were talking about my, I think you 
made it my fault yesterday. We, I, I said, you know, I, I was thinking about my past marriages and that I wasn't home a lot. And it probably contributed a lot to the divorce, at least in my last marriage. Yeah. I, I don't know if you, you put two and two together after I said that. We were watching a TV show and some married couple would live in separate lives. And you said it reminded you of your second marriage. And I yeah. said, yeah, because you were never home. And, and, and I think it, I think it contributed for sure. But I was just thinking about it like it's really tough. I, I'm not a I'm not a fidgety person. Would you consider me fidgety? I'm not fidgety, but I like to keep moving. No, you're restless. And I'm very social. You're extremely extroverted and restless. Why why restless? I'm using just different words describing the same thing that you think is less harmful to you. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to make the the comment disparaging. Cut a little bit deeper is my goal. <laughs> No, no, I just what you've been home more, and uh, and that reminds me how much I like it when you're gone. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love you though. No, I've just had a lot going on at work, um, and life's been busy. Sponsies, you know, twelve step, blah blah blah, and um, so bringing up work with the Matthews Hope Foundation, I do need to announce that we are temporarily closing the doors on our detox portion mm-hmm. because we're moving to a new better location okay and so uh i can't when does that happen i can't reveal details so um, when, when does the close happen do you know october 31st okay so end of the month so yeah we already took our last few intakes into the program that's okay. already done and so we'll close everything out end of next week and get things moved to our outpatient wellness clinic uh corporate office and in preparation of um opening a new location for the detox portion but How exciting it's very exciting there's just lots of things to take care of and and do and then we're obviously switching gears to building up and doing some really cool stuff at the outpatient clinic um, as far as microcurrent neurofeedback mm-hmm. counseling services recovery support services peer support services so um just just trying to i have a lot of, i'm juggling a lot of balls in the air you know yeah, yeah. no no <laughs> i think i get it <laughs> Lots no, of it's just uh, so I'm just uh, I'm just kind of tired, and so I'm looking forward yeah. to going to that little fishing cabin with you in a couple weeks. Do you want more of me? Do you want me to cancel everything I have and spend every moment with you over the next seven to fourteen days? Is that no? Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Here's what I was sure of: when you sort of got upset with me and you were like, "Hey, you're never home." I knew that if I just was home more, <laughs> it, it would prove to me why it's good that you're never home. You would relax. <laughs> And I could go back hanging with my friends at the cigar lounge or wherever. I forget I... how much I love a quiet house yeah. and a clean house. Yeah, yesterday I was out at the lounge for uh, last e- yesterday evening, and uh, I think I called you a little after seven to let you know I was on my home. And did you want any snacky snacks or, as we call it, salad? Um, I did is, want two salads. Yeah, which is uh, McDonald's hot apple pies. But anyways. <laughs> Two salads, please. I woke you up. <laughs> so you couldn't have been missing me too much because I literally woke you up. Yeah, I took a little nappy nap. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so don't go anywhere. We are going to listen. We're going to talk. Listen, we're going to talk about food addiction, abuse, issues. We're going to talk about food today. Yeah, it's on my heart to talk about food with you. Yeah, we're going to talk about sort of the struggles we go through, some of our good, our bad, and ugly. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here in a minute with Relevant Recovery Radio.
Yeah. Welcome back. Rally Recovery Radio with your host, Heather and Donnie Mosier. The Heather and Donnie Mosier Show. How so? You How were, ridiculous is that? So you were saying that you woke me up from my nap to ask me if I wanted any salad, and you brought me home two salads, <laughs> and I eated those salads. Wait a minute, and wait then, a minute. No, in bed I eaten those No, I'm getting to a point here. But and wait, then, wait, wait. I want to say something, though. First of all, I had to go to two different McDonald's to get your strawberry and cream pies. <laughs> I do want you to talk about what was going on while yeah. you were eating them after your slumber, your <laughs> mid-afternoon slumber. But I will say that when I went to throw them away for you, mm-hmm. there was fast food of some sort in the trash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's why I want to talk about food. So um, do you remember what I said to you last night after I finished both salads? It's been on my mind ever since. And it's just, I, here's what's repeating. So repeat repeating. it. What did I say? What's repeating in my head is don't say anything about it. Maybe she'll do it. <laughs> But what did I tell you? When I walked in, <laughs> was it before or after the pies? After the pies. <laughs> after the pies. After the salads. <laughs> you're watching <laughs> You're watching a show, something about nutrition or food or something. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. But you said, I think I want to go on keto again. And I went, mm-hmm. And I picked up your trash and walked out of the room. <laughs> All right. So here's what here's what had really happened. Yeah. Um. Uh, listeners, everybody knows Donnie calls me Trash Panda because I eat absolute trash. And uh, admittedly, you don't hide it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't pretend to eat healthy. So here's where, it, like, <laughs> here's where the educational piece has begun with me. I would, I'm, I'm like in kindergarten when mm-hmm. it comes to nutrition. Um, in Oklahoma, the way that I grew up was, if it's tasty, you should eat it, and if you know likey, you know eaty, <laughs> and so. I didn't I here's what I really thought like my whole life till I was married to you if you're hungry you need to put something down your gullet Mm -hmm. that makes the hunger feeling go away you eat for purpose not for pleasure which is the difference between the two of us go ahead and so it really never occurred to me for 34 years it's embarrassing to admit that food was somehow supposed to be fuel for my body and that things that taste good are probably not good for you and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so like when we met, when I was just getting sober in Kerrville and I met you, you know, I lived on tortillas and butter, pickles, beef sticks, cheese sticks, Oreos, Oreos <laughs> Dr. Pepper. And so that's how cheese, that's just how I lived my life. I might go to McDonald's. Could you, could you go through that list again real quick? Tortillas and butter. Okay. Okay. Beef sticks, okay. cheese sticks, yep. pickles, Oreos, Dr. Pepper. I can legitimately say that I find probably zero nutritional value. Maybe the beef sticks and cheese sticks had a, a modicum of nutritional value, but otherwise, yeah, but zero. I wasn't doing heroin anymore. Okay, <laughs> so progress, not perfection, Donald. So follow me. Okay, go ahead. This is how I mature. Yeah, my knowledge is okay, <laughs> and so you. Were- this is this is part of the path to your knowledgeation gonna get to the enlightenment in a minute (laughs) so um when i married you Mm -hmm. you were like hey you're real stupid with food let me feed you i'll teach you how to eat i don't believe that was my exact words it was your exact words and so i went vegetarian with you yeah um because you were vegetarian at that time and and i was trying to find some nutrition for you so i went vegetarian for two years Mm mm-hmm all right, I'm not going to go too much into that, but... But, but you did at I one did point go, you know, I've had enough of this. Well, what happened was, mm. I was coming home from work one day and I just ended up in the Chick-fil-A drive-thru. So, Wait a minute, so what you're saying is you had no mental defense. I had no effective mental defense against a chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it just was calling my name and then I did it. 
And then it was over. And it was like, it wasn't even like a thought process all day. I wasn't telling myself all day, you can't have Chick-fil-A no more, Heather. Heather, you don't do the chicken sandwich. I wasn't doing any of that. Like, it was just, hey, that sounds good. Let me go get it. And yes, she is saying chicken. 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 And so I eated that. Mm -hmm. And that was the end of my vegetarianism. And then a few months later, and so that was let's say let's see twenty eighteen to twenty twenty, and so that that run went on for 2020. six seven months because then mid twenty twenty during COVID that, we went healthy again or I was because, you went healthy again back, so yes yeah, so then what actually you know what I was eating garbage at the time too so what happened was we yeah. both got fluffy. We did. And, and so, I'm scared of fluffy because I come from extra, extra, extra fluffy. You was extra, extra <laughs> fluffy, sir. I got the pictures to prove it. But my point is, is that you and I both got pretty fluffy. We were mm-hmm. doing a lot of fellowship, a lot of eating out, a lot of dinners at restaurants and all that. And you just know? horrible food. And portion control, for me at least, was way out of whack. But, you know, I don't know. So anyways, and I don't eat leftovers. FYI to the world, you know this about me, Donnie. I don't eat leftovers. It makes so me crazy. doesn't matter what you give me at a restaurant. If I can't fit it all in my stomach there, it does no good to me later. Mm-hmm. I just don't do leftovers. And so you and I got fluffy. And so uh, I asked you about keto. I had learned about it from somewhere. And so we well, started we had, talking about it. And we, we started, started watching with, videos and learning. Well, we started with intermittent, <clears throat> intermittent fasting. We were trying that. Um, and then from the intermittent fasting, that was from like, let's say, end of March, early April of 2020. By June, you're the one that brought to my attention. I had never really heard of keto. Yeah. I forget where I even heard it. And you brought it to my attention, like, we should try this. We did a little bit of research. We watched some YouTube videos. We did videos. a lot of research. We, we really did. We, well, I did what I do. I went 1,000%. You went alcoholically I on was the dip, keto. I always dip my toes in the water, but that the last to go in. So here's what's funny. We went from vegetarian to fluffy to keto. Yeah. And when you and I went keto, we didn't do this dirty or lazy keto. We, you, went, we went extremely alcoholically strict keto, where I yeah. had at the max, 20 carbs a day total, not net. Net is a lie. I did the same, and in three months, I lost 46 pounds. And I lost close to 40. Yeah. And um, and I'm only 5'2". Um, and and I remember, like, I was almost... She's a tiny, dancer. tiny person. Oh, I thought you were going to go tiny dancer. I, I can't sing that one. Um, <clears throat> so... Um, my goal weight was like 120, and I remember going below that to 114, but only upstairs. Remember that story? I do, my tiny princess. <laughs> I do. Let's not talk about it, because I don't want people to have... <laughs> to know how stupid I am. So, uh, so I went. So I surpassed my goal weight, and then I had a bunch of dental, major dental work done, so I couldn't do keto. So I have been off keto and full trash panda since whatever that was, two years ago or so. It's, yeah, probably close to three, but it's been a bit. Okay. Yeah. And so... Um, I'm one of those people that my portion, I only, I do still intermittent fast naturally. I am not hungry till at least noon and I can stop eating around six easily. But here is the- And my portions are small. So I can get away with not gaining a bunch of weight, even though I don't eat healthy foods. Even though I've told you you have fat insides. You told me I'm I'm a skinny fat. You're skinny fat. But here's the thing I want to, I wanted to, launching into this, I love that you, that you- brought it into our conversation this way because the first two points I wanted to make is that you and I have different issues with food. We have different relationships with food. Yeah, completely. And so I'll describe it this way. For <laughs> mine, our- mine is, what do you call uh, uh, most relationships are, uh, co- co- mine's a codependency. 
<laughs> See, I wouldn't even dilute it that way. I, I would say that you are <clears throat> chronically addicted to carbs and sugar. I'm, You're a I'm chronic a alcoholic. I'm a glutton. glutton. Once I put certain types of food in my body, I have little to no control over the amount I'm going to take. And I'm not that way. So I would say um, I am like a hard drinker or an acute alcoholic if we were correlate it, correlate it to alcohol because I can dabble. I can moderate a little bit. You uh, can literally eat the most garbage food on the planet. And I think what saves you is you only eat small amounts, remember, which is crazy to me. Remember when I brought home uh, a piece of cake from that cake store and I had it in the fridge for like two weeks because I would take it out and only take three bites of it. And that was mm-hmm. plenty for me. I think you ended up throwing part of it away. Yeah. Even. And then I put it back in the fridge. I'm like, I don't need more bites of this cake. It's too much. Which for me on the gluttonous side, once that sugar hits my system, my system now wants the next hit of sugar more than it wanted the last. And so all I mean is I don't have the allergy to carbs and sugar like you do, the mm-hmm. alcoholic allergy, the abnormal phenomenon of craving once mm-hmm. it's in your body. You do. I remember when we were first living together trying to sneak a package of Oreos in the house. And I will open the package. And this is a weird fact about me. I like stale, soft Oreos. So That's I secretly really leave it open. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but I'd eat one Oreo and then I'd hide it in the bottom of the pantry. But you would sniff it out like a hound dog. I literally can. I have the ability. It's God gift. And a week later, I'm like, I'm going to go have me a soft Oreo. And they're gone. What? But I'll help you look for them. <laughs> I'll help you look for them after I ate them. So this happened repetitively yeah. in our early years. You didn't believe that I was addicted to sugar when I I'd told you. I'd never seen someone not have control at all like you. It w- boggled my mind. It's a, it's a true story. So for me, alcohol, cocaine, sugar, same class. They're just no different. Yeah. Hey, uh, don't go anywhere. Stay still. We'll be right back with Stay Heather and Donnie still. Mosier on Relevant Recovery Radio. Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio. I had to let that intro play for a second because it's really one of my favorite guitar riffs. Mm -hmm. So we're talking today about food addiction, food abuse, food issues. Let's talk about it. Food relationship. What is my relationship with food? And one of the reasons we're talking about it is because it's something like I told Heather today before we left the house. She mentioned something about oh my spirit my my feeling my emotion. You said no doom and gloom, and I said no. And I'm, I said I'm really tired of talking about it. I'm tired of you talking about it. Right, because food literally affects every aspect of my body. And here's what I mean: I cannot eat phosphate, nitrate, nitrite. I cannot eat them. They're in most or processed MSG. meats. All I eat is meat, so I have to eat natural meat. We I haven't can't. got to that part yet. But hold on, the reason we're talking about all of this is that I know I can't eat it. We know this. On Monday, there was some sausage left by our friend John. I decided to cook it up from a small group. Mm-hmm. Cooked it all up. It looked and smelled really good. And I knew I couldn't eat it because it had nitrite or mm-hmm. nitrate. I don't remember which one, but it had it in there and I knew I couldn't eat it. But did you eat it anyway? I did. And I woke up Tuesday morning with a headache, foggy. This is what happens every so on single Tuesday, time. Did you learn your lesson or did you eat more? I ate more. And on Wednesday, did you feel good? <laughs> no. And did you eat more? I did. <laughs> Did so you, what did I do? I, I finally yesterday threw it away. Yeah. And, and so... And this is this is a chronic addiction to food. Someone who doesn't have the ability to leave it alone, no matter how great the necessity or the wish. Now, I don't have that level of addiction with food. I do with opiates, drugs, alcohol, heroin, right. whatever. Um, but 
so I'm in the hard drinker cl- class. So let me back up and say, so you and I did keto very successfully. We did. And we lost the weight. And then I got off keto. Now 2020 you- was a great year, yeah. right? Hands up in the air, y'all. What? <laughs> Yay, <laughs> pandemic. We had a good time. and We really did. I'm sorry if you didn't. And I know a lot of people got sick and lost their jobs, but Heather and I thrived. Right. And so- <laughs> But point is, is after I got off keto and I ate Trash Panda again, mm-hmm. and I have since, um, your diet switch, we'll get to that in a second. So I've been Trash Panda, and but it's small portions, so I don't gain weight. I can get away with it, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You can stop when you need or want to. But here's what happened yesterday. Here's what, here's what happened. Am I going to get the real story? And so on the way home... So I had a salad, a real salad, an actual real leafy green salad for lunch at work at noon. I can't tell if she's lying. No, I swear to swear to okay. At noon. Okay. At noon. And so when I'm coming home at like 4.30 or 5 or whatever, I was starving. Yeah. And so I just told myself, hey, you're going to go to that little drive through right there <laughs> and you're going to get you a little kid meal. At normally, the, the fast food place that starts with a this W one starts and starts with ends. a W, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's on the way home. Super convenient. And That little girl. So... I normally get a kid's meal, mm-hmm. and I just, for whatever reason, I was so hungry, I had an alcoholic moment and got an adult-sized meal. Mm-hmm. You made a poor decision. I made a poor decision. That was actually against the decision of when you headed that direction. Yeah, okay. and so I got an adult-sized meal, get home, I snarf it all down, dump it down my gullet, and I fell sick to my stomach and really tired. So that's why I went and laid down and accidentally took a nap. But you woke me up with a phone call. Do I need any salad, air quotes? And I'm like, yes, sir. I need two (laughs) apple pies. (laughs) And so you brought me the apple pies. But while while I was waking up and watching, I was watching this documentary called The Magic Pill. And I think it's on Prime. And so everybody should go watch The Magic Pill. It's about food and our relationship with food and other countries and their relationship with food. And it's mostly about carbs and sugar and things that I already know because we did keto so successfully years ago. And we have done shows on, we've done shows on here about food addiction. But it was talking, it followed, um, it followed the lives of several people uh, from autism to diabetes, to obesity, to heart disease, to liver disease, to kidney disease, to cancer. Mm. And it was showing how uh, the food pyramid in America is a complete lie that lobbyists paid money, you know, 50, 60 years ago to make that food pyramid to have mostly grains and all of this. Ladies and gentlemen, you can look it up. It's the truth. It's a complete lie. Yeah. And so we have been poorly educated. And so we actually thrive the most humans thrive the most on a uh, a, a high fat mm-hmm. diet. True story. Right? And so all of these things that are advertised as low fat milk and all this, this actually makes you fatter because even though the fat isn't in the product when you eat it, it turns to fat once you do. Mm. And it can um, make your cells mutate and causes cancer down the road. So it convicted you. So I watched this show and then you um, and I'm and I'm like, geez, I know all this is true. Mm-hmm. And and I really know how good I felt energy wise when Listen, I was on keto. Can I, can I dote on you for a second? Mm. Yeah, Here's the thing. Of course. <laughs> 2020. <laughs> Uh, COVID times. Uh-huh. Remember back in the COVID times. Remember those years. Remember the COVID. <clears throat> you and I were stuck in a house for almost a year. We were we had just finished therapy together, which yeah. was great. So we thrived. We got along well, really well. We were taking breaks to drink hot tea in the middle of the day. Like it was really cool. I did we're, yoga. I'm cooking three meals a day. We're eating healthy, and you took it upon yourself to get on YouTube yoga with Cassandra or something, and you learned how to do yoga, mm-hmm. like literally. 
And you were doing amazing poses. You yeah, were, I was. You were fit, you were eating well, and you had a ton of energy. So. And what I've watched is the steady decline of that. Here's what's crazy. But you haven't had ears to hear it. I, I know it's true. I just don't want it to be true. Anyways, because French fries are my favorite food group. So here's the deal. <laughs> if from so stupid. From in my 20s, all of my 20s, 20, 20 to 30, yeah. I was sober here. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sober in Oklahoma trying to have babies and husbands and all that stuff. From 20 to 30, okay. And I was plagued with what I thought was anxiety and depression and fibromyalgia and poor energy. I was always tired. I was always tired. I am so freaking tired all the time. And you were a little plumpish in those days, too. Off and on. Depends on which phase of pregnancy and all that you caught me. And um, so... Long story short is when we did keto, I noticed how good I felt uh, for those six months. Mm -hmm. I was not hungry. I was not deprived. I had tons of energy. I loved life. Mm -hmm. Um, And now that I'm Trash Panda again, for a few years now, I've wanted to lie to myself and tell myself I feel fine and it's fine, but I'm not. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I'm tired all the time and my knees hurt sometimes and the joints in my fingers hurt and I've had a crick in my back for a week and a half that won't heal and it's just like, I know it's the carbs. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. It is a thousand percent the fact that I'm putting poison back in my body and I'm lying to myself, telling myself it's fine because I'm not obese. Mm -hmm. And so I felt really convicted, even though I'm laying in bed eating my salad pie, (laughs) watching the documentary. That's why I said that to you. And it's because today, like, I'm tired Mm -hmm. and I don't want to be tired. And I know it's my diet. Right, because you do sleep. You got you had a nap yeah, and then I'm, you slept well. I'm not sleep deprived. I right. sleep. I fall asleep just fine. I stay asleep just fine. Very active. I walk all day at work. Different things like that. I know I should exercise more, like real exercise. But and so that's true too. But I'm just saying, like, I know what I felt like for those six months on keto. And even though I love French fries, and even though I'm not obese, I'm wanting to go back to keto, strict keto, because of how good I felt and. I don't want to get cancer 20 years from now. And and I don't know if that sounds crazy. Well, so let's So let's go to you now. Yeah. Because because you have a different issue with food, but we're kind of moving in the same direction. Right. So mine uh in 2015, uh I had a gastric sleeve, and for anybody who doesn't know what that means. Now, prior to the gastric sleeve, I was 340 pounds. You were a big dude, bro. But I went to the right surgeon. I went to a surgeon who said Okay, bro, I can do this, and we will shrink your stomach. But nine out of ten patients Gain blow all it, the way they back. blow it right back out because so we have to change your eating going into this. He also said, "Do you can you pay for this?" He said, "You can do it through insurance. It's going to take about a year to get the approvals and all that bunch of stuff." Wait, you so got. he was encouraging you to pay cash. Why? Because he wanted me to feel the pain and have something invested a in it. A skin in the game. Yes. And so he was very adamant about having skin in the game, about the fact that that this surgery... Is it a temporary crutch? It's a crutch. It's a crutch to learn how to eat again and build a relationship, the correct relationship with food. Anyways, okay, so I do that. I get down to when I met you... You're probably like 220. I was 210. 210 when I met you, late late to the end of 2017. You and I get together. I go back up to 248, which scared the holy crap out of me. Like I was... Like, oh, no, I'm going to get fat again. So that was when we hit the keto. Ever since I started keto, though, it started to eliminate certain foods out of my diet. Mm -hmm. And what I've noticed since 2020 to now, 
well, let's say 2020 to the end of 22. So over two years, I would go on again, off again, on again, off again, change this, change this. I was eliminating and substituting. What happened is I found out that it's not only my food addiction, wanting to eat all the time, grazing. It's my mental, my spirit, my everything is affected well, by food. Well, you started the, the food elimination is how allergic you are to gluten, even though you made fun of gluten allergies forever and, right. and these MSGs and these phosphates and you yeah. thought it was all like craziness. Yeah. Um, but you experienced how you feel and what your skin and your mind do when you eat it versus when you don't By eat it. By eliminating it. And now today I'm down to red meat. Eggs. Well, let's get, let's, we got to take a break soon because I want you to describe what your diet is today because it's very different than mine. Okay. All right. All right. So when we come back, we'll talk about like currently where we're at, but I want to also talk, I want to finish this out with what, what keeps us on the right road? Like how do we get the ability to control it? Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Heather and Donnie on Relevant Recovery Radio. Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio with your hosts, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Why are you doing that stupid voice, though? Oh, I don't know. I just wanna, it's monotonous to come in the same way every time. Uh, and monotony is not my gig. I don't like monotonous. Anyways. Uh, says so the guy who eats the same thing for every day. You shut your mouth. <laughs> so I want you to tell... You shut your tiny little small person mouth. <laughs> I want you to tell everybody how you went from keto to carnivore, which is what you are now. Okay, so you and I, between 2020 and 2021, were traveling back and forth to Oklahoma City every other weekend. It was really hard to stay keto. In Oklahoma, yeah. 22, I got better keto, and I had a more sustained keto, but then I would go off rails. I would find these excuses to eat things I wasn't supposed to. I want to give a quick story about that. I remember you did keto... We were really good for like four months, mm -hmm. you know, and we went to Empire, which is famous for cake, for a fellowshipy thing. And I remember you leaning over to me and you're like, I'm going to get this cake. Mm -hmm. And you're like, but it's fine, right? I've done really good. And mm -hmm. I'm looking at you like, what? You're like, I've done really good. I can have one piece. You, I can looked, have one. At, you looked at me like one alcoholic looking at another and that, that other just is did going, a shot of heroin. But that, was, <laughs> that other is like, hey, I'm just going to have one beer. Yeah. Okay, is that cool? And so, because I know your pattern now and how yeah. your brain lies to you. And so when you were telling me, hey, I've done so good, I deserve this piece of cake. It's just yeah. going to be this piece of cake. And I I have to agree with you when you're in it. You know, the mental obsession's already won. And so I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah, you've, been, you've done good. That's true. And so you eat it. And then, you know, all weekend we're in like Whataburger drive-thru lines and whatever, because you have to eat all the things because you've triggered the allergy. Because the way my brain works is it goes, okay, so Time for four up. or five months you've been keto and here's a list of things you haven't had. You need to have them all right now. And so my point is, is there was this cycle, this pattern of this repeated do good and failure, do good and failure, do good here's and failure. Here's what we found. Here's what we found. When I would go off the rails for, it was usually like a week to three week cycle where I would go off the rails and just eat everything. What Heather noticed is uh, my mood. You was the devil. My depression, <laughs> my road rage. It really had nothing to do with my, like, my internal health. It was my outward. Right. You were spiritually and mentally and emotionally unwell, sometimes suicidal, insomniac, aggressive. Yeah. You got bumps yeah. all over your skin on the yeah. top of your arms. Yeah. Like weird stuff happened to you when you ate like how I eat. So here's what we found. In the, in the end, what we found is when I began to just keep eliminating. So today, I'll tell you what I eat today is- Because you're carnivore. I'm carnivore. I eat red meat. Like ribeye. Um, 
I eat bacon. I'm actually starting to cut that a little bit because it but has. But you eat bacon. But, but eat, I do. And I eat eggs, eggs and cheese. And I eat ground beef. Mm-hmm. And I have cheese. And I have to be careful with cheese. Cheese yeah. also is one that could. I can Here's eat more than I'm supposed to. Here's something people don't know. You shred your own cheese because do you know that the shredded cheese in the shredded cheese bag is coated with a coating that has carbs to keep it from sticking together? Correct. I shred my own cheese, yeah. And so so you have to shred your own cheese. you got to really watch what you're putting in, but here's what we found. Here's how extreme you are, though. When yeah. I try to hand you a Tic Tac, you look at the box to see if there's a carb in it. You don't eat any carbs. I don't. I don't. And and so here's what I want to say right off the bat when everybody goes, that's crazy. That's not what the government told me to do when I got the... <laughs> the, the, the American Heart Association said I should have oatmeal every morning. So well, you, are, you are my witness that I just literally went and got... So this today... In fact, today is, is your 10-month carnivore date. 10 months, completely clean carnivore, no substitutes, no cheats, no nothing. And I went and got my blood tested last month. And you're good. And the only thing that was a little bit shy was my vitamins. And that is because of my bariatric surgery back in 2015. You hadn't been taking bariatric vitamins. I'm, I'm supposed to because even though my stomach has grown back to a fair amount, the amount of stomach that still will soak up vitamins is still only about 20%. So, so because you had the sleeve, your stomach doesn't absorb vitamins like it should have because of the surgery. So you're supposed to be on a special vitamin and that's the only right. thing your blood work showed. But here's the beauty. Okay. So the only thing that was deficient was a little bit of vitamin. I immediately got on the bariatric vitamin. I felt great. Mm -hmm. But in your observation, Mm -hmm. how much do I thrive on this diet? You've been doing really well. Look at it from 80,000 feet from with me, though, because I don't have the same issues you have with food, right? It's different, yeah. And so I see a guy that was nearly 400 pounds in the past that then was vegetarian for eight years and then was keto and now is carnivore. And it just feels very much like out of control fad grasping at straws sometimes. But what I watch you do is really try to find a faith and reliance on God to help you make right food decisions and mm-hmm. choices. Mm-hmm. And when you're walking that path, it's wonderful being married to you and and all of this but it's you're not going to one day just not have an issue with food you know this is something no. that that's a uh, deep seated in your I'm makeup, not on your a diet makeup. like we've made that clear like I'm not on a diet this is the way that I will probably eat for the rest of my life because I've seen the most benefit so by the way those of you who are like carnivore heart disease no, no, cholesterol no, no. My cholesterol is completely normal. And Everything is normal. Not even you. Know, like anyone can go watch Michaela Peterson, Jordan Peterson videos, or Dr. Ken Berry, or Dr. Roz, who preaches keto. Dr. Like, Boz? Yeah, Boz. Annette Bosworth. And so there's lots of doctors that explain why it isn't bad for it's your It's scientific. Arteries. It's scientific. And so, but here's what I want to say. I want to go back to what you were saying. Get back. Let's get on the solution path. Yeah. So when it comes to food, I have struggled my entire life. And the only time that I am not struggling, because I now know enough to know that when I am in discomfort, so when I'm at home and I'm working and you're off in the office, you're in the detox, if I'm having a bad day, I find myself in the kitchen just looking in the fridge or looking here like I'm, it's an automatic thing when I'm in a a place of discomfort. To go eat that is my go-to. And what I have found is the closer, the better relationship with God, the closer I am, the more I rely on validation, esteem, comfort on God versus the people at work that are making me crazy. Mm -hmm. The more comfortable I am in that relationship, the less I'm in the kitchen looking and the more I'm staying on track 
with what I know as a fact is good for my body. Right. That is really the bottom line here. The hard part about people that suffer with food addiction is that you have to still eat. Right. So you don't I, have to do heroin. I don't have to do heroin today. I can be completely abstinent, but, but I, I do can't, have to eat. But I can't be abstinent of food. Yeah. And so, but where you and I are the same is that we will do things we know to be harmful. Yeah. Out of comfort, taste, laziness, dopamine, whatever it is. And mine's predominantly lazy. I don't like to cook. I don't know how to cook. I don't go grocery shopping and get the things to cook. You know, I buy the adult Lunchables or the adult pre-made salads. But which is why the reason I didn't say anything to you when I said, I think I'm going to go back keto is because I don't want to derail that. I would love it if you went keto because then I can just cook for the both of us. It yeah. makes it makes our lives much more simple. Yeah, because it has been difficult. Because that's why, yeah, because you'll cook carnivore stuff for you, and but- I and I cook for you, but it's yeah. all usually like meats and so. Because I I'm not a, I don't really eat anything else, and I don't know what you're you're kind of a finicky eater. Would you agree with that? Like yeah, except for fast food. <laughs> right, you'll eat all the fast food <laughs> and fast food from anywhere, but it's just I have to like outgrow that. That was what was ingrained in me my whole life growing up was going through a drive-through, getting some food. Is right. fo- I was taught that it was food, and the more mature that I'm getting and learning about food, the more I realize, wait a minute, it's not actually food at all. Right, it's so bad for you. It's right. not nourishment for your body. This is why you feel bloated after you eat. This is why you're tired. This is why your joints so, hurt. So right now, you would you say that you have the desire and the willingness to change how you eat? I have the desire, and I hope I'm developing the willingness. And then the only way to so do you have the power to control that? No. That's right. So just along with every other addiction we've talked about. I mean, I could do some controlling, but it would be a hamster wheel. I really want to rely on like my spiritual program uh, to give me more supernatural power to achieve a goal here. All right. So for you to make this change, for you to change how you eat and go to keto, what does reliance on God look like for you? I have to ask him for help and I have to be accountable to others and I have to be willing to make some moves with my feet on the ground. In discomfort. In discomfort. Yeah, because I get the keto flu real bad the first mm-hmm. week, so I know that'll be coming. Um, I need accountability. I need your support. I need you to cook for me. Mm-hmm. And um, and I need God to give me willingness to see it through. And so he'll give you the power and the willingness, but also if you lean into that relationship, you know, any of the stresses in your life, like the stresses we were talking about on the way here, mm-hmm. you're going to seek comfort in him. Yeah. And therefore you may not seek comfort in food. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm encouraged today, and so I wanted to share that with everybody. Uh, Don't forget, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. Hey, listen, thank you for listening to Heather and Donnie Mosier on Relevant Recovery Radio. Hashtag God, though.